This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Happy Monday! Welcome to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We are streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That guy's Bradley Trainer. And this hey. is the top three at 1203. The three things you need to know to get about your day. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're gonna be talking about three things. It is. It's the magic number. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Just, I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't start with some of the most devastating news over the weekend. Um, A mass shooting at a uh, church in Texas uh, where where, uh, 26 are now dead. Uh, Here is uh, a little audio of somebody who was on the scene. Pulled up to the intersection where the shooting happened and... I saw two men exchanging gunfire, the other being a citizen of the community, and the shooter of the church had taken off, fled in his vehicle, and the other gentleman came, and he said we needed to pursue him, that he just shot up the church, and so that's what I did. He got a little bit of a jump on us, and so we were doing about 95, going around traffic and everything, and eventually he came to kind of a slowdown, and after that... Uh, we got within just a few feet of him, and he just lost control. And then that's whenever I put the vehicle in park. The other gentleman jumped out and had his rifle drawn on him. And the police arrived, and they pushed us back. And then they got, they took care of the rest. I, I didn't see anything after that. That's uh, Johnny Langendorf, and uh, he was one of the people who helped chase down the shooter. Just like horrible news. Yeah, it. it uh, and I don't know about you, you know. Many, I'm sure our listeners, for the most part, have already uh, spent a lot of time paying attention to the story, uh, whether it's on local news or reading it online, on social media. And um, there are so many things you could say at the same time. I will tell you that my reaction to these stories is horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally, I am a horrible person. Meaning you, yeah, you're horrible. Not that the story, the story is also horrible. Story, obviously very horrible. I will tell you, I am horrible because when I see stories like this, I run away from them. What I mean by that is I will see something, typically what you, you see, and it is so, it's just so tragic that I have to even actually have this response because I am so conditioned mm-hmm. to these types of stories that my first reaction many ca- in many cases is to shut off everything, mm-hmm. to shut off the TV, to shut off the news, to stop looking at social media, and to go do something else. 
Now, I I realize that that's probably very mm, selfish and self-serving. But I don't think you're alone, Bradley. I'm sure that other people have that reaction, too. And I usually in the past have found myself saying you can't stop because like my mother growing up, my mother and father would always be like, the news is horrible. Why watch the news? Right. And I'd always be like, but you got to know what's going on in the world. But I will tell you that I don't want to know what's going on in the world because is there any ever, ever any good news? Right. Right. I think that's a great I think that that's what everybody is struggling with right now. And um, it's so frustrating because my my initial reaction was I can't I and I say this to my children when they're behaving in a way that I don't like. I will say I can't handle this anymore. I don't know what to do. And I'm having that exact same reaction to the news of this country and what's happening. And, um, you know, every time we get another story, it's like we can't go five days without a story like this. And and my re- my gut reaction is to just be so upset that I don't know what to do anymore. And I think that is a, I, I judge myself and say that's not a good place to be because it almost smacks of apathy. And it's not. It is. I'm yeah, so well, I think outraged. I'm paralyzed. Honestly, I mean, I, I would like to say that, you know, th- that is the case. But for me, I'm sure there is a certain amount of apathy. I, you can't help it. There is absolutely no way that any human being can take on the emotion of each of these incidents, whether it's uh, in Las Vegas, whether it's the five dozen other ones that you could, you know, the the number of people who are murdered every single year. You There is absolutely no way that you can account for all that suffering as just one human being. So I don't, you know, blame people for, uh, you know, or myself for running in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. I would only hope that, you know. Um... Tomorrow is Election Day. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Okay, so um, pretty cool. This song and uh, that you're going to hear was just honored by the uh, Smithsonian Institution. Let's have a listen. When I play a no melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it, believe it. You better can't wait. You better hit bulls out the kid, don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. All right, so of course that song, uh, very familiar to anyone who grew up in the '90s, actually 1990, the hit "Ice Ice Baby" is about to be honored by the Smithsonian. Seriously, so um, the world's largest museum is putting together a uh, nine-CD set titled Ooh. "Smithsonian Anthology of Hip Hop and Rap," and of the songs it includes in that nine-disc anthology, "Ice Ice." Baby, and it's set to drop the uh, whole set in 2018. There's a 120 song playlist. They are not telling anybody what the entire playlist is. However, it did reveal that more than 20 of the songs, including LL Cool J's I Need Love, Public Enemies Fight the Power, Ice T's Six in the Morning, and Lauren Hill's Do Wop That Thing. Run DMC is represented by Walk This Way. Um, Blobbity, Blobbity Blue, and of course, the much maligned 1990. Ice, ice, my baby. How much is this thing going to set me back? I don't know. There's, it, It's not in the story that I read, so oh, I'm not I sure. I will buy this anthology. Well, can I just make a suggestion? If it doesn't if it doesn't involve buying this an- anthology, you may make that suggestion. 
wait, that didn't make sense. No, you meant the opposite. I want to buy the dumb thing. Yeah, no, I get it, but I've got a, a better way for you to do it and to save uh, the the future of your children, meaning your money. Okay, what? Um, they're gonna release the 120 song oh, just playlist. Make a, playlist. make a dumb playlist. I, yeah, I just <laughs> you're probably right. That, but uh, what are these CD things, yeah, Grandpa? You know, why are they doing? They should. I hope they do release it money. digitally, though trying to make some money i know i i think it'll be good though that's the, my bottom line let's put it on lp let's put it on number one Hipsters well, here it is behind door oh look at this celebrities with opinions in today's celebrity with opinions news um we're talking harvey weinstein in the scandal uh, around hollywood and beyond of sexual harassment and assault Let's listen to a few Hollywood uh, celebrities, <laughs> particularly uh, pay close attention to uh, the end and Michelle Pfeiffer. Listen, learn, do not tolerate the things that have been revealed both in that those workplaces and elsewhere Kenneth are, are, are about behavior that always was unacceptable and, and is and we have to everybody has to do everything they can to make sure it changes hello listen to judy dench i don't know i just hope it doesn't get too much out of hand uh, but obviously it needs to be addressed not only in hollywood but in lots of other places and it I'm sure it will be now, and, uh, and right that it should be. Um, continue to shine a light on what's wrong, and then forge ahead to what's right. Well, you know, there really shouldn't be any negative press in Hollywood, because Pfeiffer. my industry has stepped up to the plate when this all happened, and they, they reacted swiftly and decisively and to support all of these women who came up. And, you know, that just never happens in any industry, in any scandal. You know, people are always kind of waiting around, waiting to see you know what's going to happen and I, I actually am very proud of the way my industry has handled it and continuing to handle it hmm. okay so that's michelle pfeiffer mm-hmm. and the p is silent but um no yes it is why is the p silent anyway the the takeaway there was she's saying hollywood's doing a great job right right i maybe would take a little issue with that like because ne- I feel like Hollywood is actually the problem. I w- and that's sort of what's confusing. I I feel like she's making a differentiation between how they're reacting to this now that it is out on the table versus how they have been handling it all along, which is to ignore it and not only ignore it but have methods in place to help perpetuate it. So keep in mind where we're at in the world. Mm-hmm. That when we celebrate people for doing the right thing after not doing the right thing, I don't know that you deserve to be patted on the back for that. That's like when um, your kid does something wrong and they own it. Fine. They owned it. But like, don't do the thing wrong in the first place. Right. And then you wouldn't have to be forced to make another decision, which is to tell the truth or to lie about it. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Now, the other thing that you couldn't quite hear, because the audio wasn't the best quality, but Judy Dench was in there. Yeah. Did you hear what she said? Uh, not well. She said, quote, I hope it doesn't get too much out of hand. Now, for the sake of all that's good in the world, because I love Judy Dench, I'm going to assume that what she meant was that she hopes we don't find out there are a lot more uh, horrible people in Hollywood that have been sexually assaulting others. 
because otherwise it means she's saying, yeah, this whole scandal thing, I just don't want it to get out of hand. Basically, yeah. I don't, I, either way though, Bradley, I am not sure that there's a positive way to interpret that. Yeah, I know. Because to say, I hope more don't come out, well, either they will or they won't. Either there were people, more people like who saying, were sexually assaulted or there weren't. I hope there is no more crime in the world. Yeah. Well, there's going to be. Yeah, exactly. News. So what, what the message really should be is, I hope that the people who have been victimized are heard in the best way that they can be heard, not I hope that there's not much more of this because let's not take our eyes off of my work. Yeah, exactly. And it, why is it that red carpets are always the worst place, Donna Karen? I'm looking at um, you yeah. for talking about these serious issues. Well, they are the worst place because nobody's there to talk about the serious issues. They're there to talk about, you know, what their project was about, what their next project is, what they're wearing, for goodness sake. But now you can't talk to somebody in Hollywood without this being part of the conversation or else you appear tone deaf. So unfortunately what we have is people dressed up to the nines going to an event and having to talk about a very serious thing when they're caught off guard and not ready to talk about it. It doesn't get out of hand with all this, you know, stuff. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, Enough of that. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's Bye. do something. I don't know. I have no idea what she's going to bring for us, but Elizabeth Reese yes, is coming queen. back with some dirt that she's going to shovel at us after this during the Dirt Alert oh. on the Colleen and Bradley okay. Show on My Talk 1071. Your new in home or in office, Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Hello, Elizabeth Reese. Oh, hello, my friends. Happy Monday. It is nice to be with you. It's nice to be with you as well. I'm glad the feeling is mutual. Yeah. Wouldn't that be sad if I came in here and I was like, it's great to see you. And you guys were like, meh, get out. It'd be a little weird. <laughs> it would be uncomfortable for everyone. Man, I have some sad news about Lamar Odom. He collapsed at a nightclub over the weekend. Did you guys hear about I this? I did. I did hear about this. So he was apparently hanging out at a club. Um, it's called Bootsy Bellows in LA. And this was early, early in the morning on Sunday. So obviously he'd been out Saturday night. He uh, was... His, he fell to the floor, his knees buckled, and he fell down. Mm. TMZ has footage of it, and friends and security rushed to him and propped him up. He was conscious after the fall, and a rep says that he was doing well. Here's what the publicist says. He was dehydrated and had mm. been in an intense workout earlier in the day. It was also very hot in the club. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go yeah. on the record and say hashtag not buying it. He, not, at all. Yeah. not at all. You know, Lamar Odom has really struggled with drug and alcohol abuse. We remember that he nearly died after overdosing at a brothel in Nevada. That's when he lost his relationship with Khloe Kardashian. Um, I mean, they'd been broken up before. She went back to his side to help him through that. They continued. Uh, she's now pregnant. Moved on. Um, he went into recovery and rehab in late of twenty six, late twenty sixteen. But he, uh, another source saying he'd been drinking there for hours. Yes, that wouldn't shock us. Sadly, oh Lamar. Yep, I know. Just when you kind of think, okay, maybe this is going to be it for him. It's a tough go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Richard Simmons ooh, has quite a ooh, bill to pick more. up. Look, all I have to do is say those two words and I get that reaction. Because I'm going to start doing know. that every day. Details. Did we see him? <laughs> uh, okay, he got a bill for the National Enquirer lawsuit that he lost, and it's going to cost him over $200,000. This is according to TMZ. So the National Enquirer has a parent company called American Media, and they filed documents detailing how much their charges, what their charges were from their attorneys in this defamation case. They're saying it's uh, over $221,000, and this all came from Richard Simmons suing the National Enquirer claiming it defamed him with a story saying that he was transitioning to becoming a woman. The court ruled in favor of the National Enquirer and then Richard had to pay their attorney's fees. Uh, the highest bill was for one lawyer that was just under $50,000. The lowest tab was for a paralegal who Listen. put in two hours of work. He has to pay his attorneys too. Richard Simmons, according to TMZ, does plan to appeal this, Colleen. It's a valuable lesson. Okay, yeah. I d- of course he plans to appeal this, I, but I have to tell you that what he should have done before he even started this lawsuit was trot on over and have a conversation with Colleen and Bradley. Yeah. Because even... For a number of reasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. But even though the two of us are not legal experts anywhere near legal experts... You play ones on the radio. We do. And both of us thought this was a rotten, horrible, terrible idea. It's a bad idea. And this is, you know, we've been talking about defamation lawsuits. We talk about this with, um, with you know, certain men who've been accused of sexual assault who then say they're going to claim that someone, yep. you know, that these Facebook posts... I mean, it's very, very challenging to win a defamation lawsuit. Right. I mean, it's hard, mainly when you're a public figure. If you're not a public figure, it's one thing. But like, if you're, it's so hard to prove that what someone said caused you to lose income. And but and not lose only that, job opportunities. But not only that. I mean, the just the notion in and of itself that somebody transitioning would be considered defamatory. Right. Exactly. Right? Well, that was you start there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, 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 what the impression that you get from Richard Simmons is that he's living in 1987. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yep. you know, in 20 years ago, a celebrity doing this, maybe who knows, they could have won their case, mm-hmm. you know, and people would have been like, "Yes, that is so unfair. Did you hear all the horrible things they, they said, said this horrible thing that you were transitioning?" Well, transitioning yeah, like, is not so a horrible rude. thing. No, we've moved on, honey, and had you not been right. so uh hermit-like for the last 5 years, perhaps, <laughs> although I can understand and relate, mm-hmm. perhaps you would have a better, more mm, magnanimous perspective on on what's actually going on outside of your walled estate. See, really? you guys, they could have like you could have <clears throat> billed him $50,000 oh, for uh 95 hours of attorney right advice well and you know honestly i'm like if i were him i would not be using those attorneys again because they're the ones that just let them go forward with that so they could cash a check yeah, yeah. exactly i would have said I'll, give me ten thousand, yeah. and i'll tell you what not to do yeah. tell you what not to do yeah. easy peasy uh netflix debuted a trailer for the next season of the crown isn't I am that so fun excited. i still don't watch the first season oh my oh, gosh my colleen so that's good. exciting that's fun well, i actually love hearing that because now you have something to look forward to in life especially because now that house of cards is off the table it's uh, has crumbled 100 i can go to the crown now the crown is really lovely it is probably i'm sorry but john lithgow's performance oh gosh Didn't he, win? he won the yeah he won golden, the 
Emmy or the Golden Globe or yeah. something for it. He, I mean, his performance alone, and then, um, and her name is like escaping me because I have that disease where when you're on the spot, you can't remember anybody's yeah, name. I know, I can't either. Foy, Claire Foy, yes, who plays Claire the Foy. role of the queen. Mm-hmm. I, the, the acting in that is so good. It is really good. So uh, it shows the UK in the 60s is what it's seeing. So you're seeing Queen Elizabeth. And the monarchy kind of stuck in the past, but the society really moving forward. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see kind of how they portray this. Uh, it did win the first season of The Crown, won the Golden Globe for Best Drama mm. Series. And then we'll watch for it December 8th, you guys, is when season okay. two premieres. So you can oh, decide if you're perfect. going to binge watch it or you're going to just take it week by week or oh, you're going to binge, binge race, race it yeah. where you watch the entire season in Go 24 hours. Race, and then at the end of that 24 hours, there's a 99% guarantee that you will be speaking in a British accent. Oh, that's Hello. fun. <laughs> oh, yay. And I'm going to do both seasons back to back. Wow. Right around oh Christmas gosh, time. We'll that'll have a be good. whole week of Colleen yes. tall, pit, saying pit. she has to go to the loo to and she's to going to loo. take the lift and she's going to do all these fun things. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for bringing us the dirt. <laughs> Yours is pretty good. Um, oh, no, it's terrible. Um, you can catch Elizabeth in her uh, regular American accent on Twin Cities Live today. <laughs> My Minnesota, you betcha. Exactly. Thanks, Elizabeth. At 3 o'clock. And her next dirt alert at 520. Now we need a caller for our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five questions. You can win a prize. we got to get them all right. Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That guy over there, that's Bradley Trainer. I am. And this is our 30-second pop culture challenge. You love trivia. I do. It's the 30-second pop culture challenge. It's the 30-second pop culture challenge. Five questions in just 30 seconds. Five questions. Get them right and you'll win a prize. You can pass on a turn, but you'll come back to it soon. 30-second pop culture challenge. All right, Colleen, who's playing today and what are they playing for? Today, we've got Jenny on the phone. And Jenny, you are playing for a copy of The Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature from Universal Studios Home Entertainment on Blu-ray. Hi, Jenny. Hi. Now, you, All right. You know how to play? Yes, I do. All right. The timer will begin after I ask the first question, Jenny. Are you ready? I'm ready. Which actor played John McClane in the Die Hard series of movies? Chris Dory was a character in which animated film? I'm sorry, where is it? Dory. Oh, um, Ellen DeGeneres. Which character, or what was the name of the film? Oh, um, Finding Nemo. What was the name of the fictional city in The Wizard of Oz? Uh, Oz. No, Tragon. The Emerald City. The second installment of the Indiana Jones franchise is called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Blank. Doom. What was the name of Simba's father in The Lion King? Oh, oh, oh gosh. Oh, Jenny, I tried Jenny, to Jenny, hurry Jenny. for you, Jenny. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. You That's are sorry. Right. You can play again. Thank you, Jenny. All right. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Uh, that is the 30 second pop culture challenge. And we do it every day at 1230. Five questions, 30 seconds. You can win a prize, but you have to get them all right in the 30 seconds. She was good, though. Yeah, no, she did I will give job. that to her. Yeah, she got through him. All right. Uh, well, Bradley, um, I've got some options here of things for us to talk about. Okay. Just, Lay them on. All right. I'm just Monday, gonna, listen, a lot of stories. Okay, so I'm going to give you just a few headlines, okay. and then you, yay or nay. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Mm. 
on-air production. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Well, we can start with, um, how about this? Uh, Kevin Spacey accused of sexual assault by son of actor Richard Dreyfuss. Oh. We're not going to do that one, I guess. Please, no. Um, enough of sexual assault. Thank you. Okay, well, uh, let's see. Then where can I go from there? Um, Texas gunman yeah. threatened mother-in-law. Oh, no, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, Colleen, I'm yeah. just going to say this. Okay. Enough of the heavy stuff. Can we just do something a little lighter? Maybe like, I don't know, tell the world you're on hold for the moment. Oh, just oh, put okay. the world on hold. Hey, Can world. we do that? Mm. Play some hold music. Oh, yeah, I feel really good right now. Like, don't think about all the crap that's going on in the world. Yeah, you don't have to wait for something bad to happen next. No, we're just putting the world on hold. We're just waiting, man. Okay, this works. Oh. I'm liking this. Hey, um, mm-hmm. I got some for you. This is totally oh. okay, good. not depressing at all. Okay. Uh, I got grossed out by something Jamie did this weekend. Okay. And it may change your life forever. Probably not really. Do you want to know what he did? Yeah, what did he do? He ate butter from the stick. Like he c- took a knife and took the butter and then he took a put fork it on his and ate and the carved butter. off a hunk of butter. and ate it. Okay, that, I don't know about you, but the thought of somebody eating butter alone by itself disgusts me. Here's what I also know. Okay, what? As we were talking about it, because he was like... So wait, did you see him do this and you'd never seen him do this before? Let me tell you how this all went down. So I made dinner last night and it was one of those wonderful moments where I was really excited because I was able to put the butter on the table, right? Because we don't eat a lot of butter. Yeah. But when we do... It's there. It's there. So I made sweet potatoes last night, mm. called for butter, and I made squash. Don't even get me started. I could go off on a tangent about squash. I love squash season. I'm a squash whoer. Now, so I put all that stuff on the table. There's a thing of butter, and he, somehow we got on the conversation of when he was a kid, mm-hmm. he used to just eat butter by itself. Wow. And I was like, that's disgusting. And, you know, he was like, whatever. That's what I did. And I was like, okay. And I was like, but do you still do that? Like, I was asking him to, like, sort of own it. Like, do you do it when I'm not looking? And he's like, oh, totally. Like, you'll just carve off a hunk of butter every once in a while? And he was like, totally. I was mortified. But then I realized that my mortification went a lot larger than just butter. Because the thought of just putting butter in my mouth literally makes me want to herp. Like, butter alone. Uh Uh-huh. But then I thought about it, and it's really any condiment, like ketchup, like a teaspoon of ketchup. Remember on this show, I think it was mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. You had to eat a yeah. spoonful of mayonnaise, and I was like, you couldn't handle could it. Could not handle it. Just the thought of putting a spoonful of a condiment in your mouth. Really? Yes. Okay, so that must be why I don't find this to be so weird because I have like a weird, I have some weird condiment behaviors. Like what? Um. Okay. Like. It feels weird to be admitting this in public. Um, so, like, my kids, they love peanut butter on sandwiches. Peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, peanut butter sandwiches all the time, right? I love and peanut butter. you know you do this. You for sure sneak a spoonful of peanut butter every once in a while, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. But I will, from time to time... A spoonful. I'm pretty sure I've eaten half of a jar of peanut butter in a sitting, but okay. okay. I mean, so that's not gross, yeah. right? But peanut butter to me is not a condiment. Right. But I have been known to drag my knife through the butter first and then get a hunk of peanut butter on there and just go all in on that. Just 
butter and peanut butter on sure. a knife? Sure. Is that gross? I am like, that's kind of gross. Are you serious? Yes. Um, I, I will. I will butter, lick. That's... I will lick the mayonnaise knife. No problem. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, 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 oh, it's just I always good have and to salty? wipe the knife off on the edge of the jar because I cannot handle it. The only thing I will do that with is peanut butter. And again, I don't think of peanut butter as a condiment. Mm-hmm. Um, however, mustard, ketchup, mayonnaise, butter, margarine. I mean, you name it, I am not eating it alone by itself. A what spoonful? about like ranch? No. A spoonful? A spoonful of ranch? Ugh. No? No. I Okay, I don't feel like... I feel like people maybe <laughs> do this, this behavior sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure there are people who do. I mean, Jamie does it, and I don't think yeah. he's like that. It's not the most bizarre behavior of his, but I just have a like visceral reaction to... Plain condiment. What about like honey? Like no. a little spoonful of honey? Oh, well, I mean, no, only because it's super sweet. But you I don't think you just I'm... need a little sugar rush. You no, just, you don't go all in on that. No. Okay. Okay. I six five one six four one one zero seven one. Do you? We're here for you if you've got a condiment confession. It might gross Bradley out, but I'll probably think it's perfectly normal. Or maybe you are completely grossed out. Own it. I mean, don't let me be alone. 651-641-1071. What's the weird stuff you do with condiments? Have I ever told... I mean, Nothing one of the, sexual. Thank seriously, you. Seriously, one of the other things that one of my kids does, he makes. He calls it ranch up. He mixes <laughs> the ketchup and the ranch. I can't handle mixing condiments like mayonnaise and ketchup. Really? <laughs> okay, I just... Okay. Condiments are, have very specific rules for me. What are the rules? They are to be enjoyed as condiments, meaning like with a French fry. They I also to... ketchup on weird things grosses me out. Um, you know, one of my sons also eats ketchup sandwiches. That's what I pack in his lunch. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Before oh. Bradley loses it, what is your weird condiment confession? We'll take your calls after Ooh, it's this. A condiment confession. Yes, on my talk one zero seven one zero seven one dot com. Doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, hey. and we have just decided that the world is too heavy right now, and so we're going to put the world on hold and talk about fun and frivolous things. What is your crazy condiment confession? We've opened the condiment confessional. Jamie, um, and I feel bad for outing him, but I, I know he's totally fine with it. He will eat straight up butter, like butter without anything else. I can't, I don't even know what to do with that. I know other people, I have, my sister has this issue where she will like, she will straight up throw up if she sees like a big blob of mayonnaise. Like if she just sees like a big jar of mayonnaise, she will get sick. Oh my god! It's the weirdest thing. I have very specific condiment rules. I don't know what it is about condiments, but clearly not alone. We've got tons of people on the phone. Let's just go right to the phones. And I think uh, Rebecca is with us. Hey, Rebecca. Hi. What's your crazy condiment confession? Okay, I've done some weird stuff in my time, um, including the butter thing. So I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Rebecca, I get it. Just fly your freak flag, honey. No, it's salty. It's good. When I worked at Arby's, we did buffalo shots. (laughs) Buffalo. Okay, stop. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I would do like the container of the buffalo sauce, and it was like part of the initiation as they joked around. And I'm like, okay. I took two buffalo shots, and I did a a chaser of ranch dressing with it. I was going to say, I bet that if you mixed that with ranch, it would be kind of good. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah. But my God, did it clear out my sinuses in like two seconds. It was amazing. Okay, see, that sounds like a good plan. Rebecca, thank you. So no vile. problem. <laughs> sounds, does that not just sound disgusting? 
to do shots of buffalo sauce. I mean, oh my God, I feel like it would make me hurl. I would mix it with ranch and it would probably be really good. Let's go to Charles. Hi, Charles. What's your weird condiment confession? All right, I'm with you, Bradley. The reason why I don't do condiments is because I got food poisoned by a former employer of Jared. What? (laughs) You mean uh, you were a sandwich artist? Is that what you're telling us? I got, okay, I had sandwiches, right? And it had the mayo and all that stuff on it. And I got food poisoning from it. Ew, gross. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, so, so now so, that... So due to uh, that, I don't do any condiments at all. Oh, wow. Like none? Butter? None. Nope. Oh, nope. my God. None at all. I can't. I don't even know what to do with that, Charles. I'm sorry. I feel like... I feel it's, like that's it's all right, but it's like you know you're seeing Jamie eating butter. It's like that's what happens when I think about condiments on my food. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank <laughs> Thanks, you so much, Charles. Charles. Um, Tammy on Twitter said, "You're my spirit animal, Bradley. The condiments are just condiments." She says she does mix mayo and ketchup. I, you know, I've done that. I'm not going to say I haven't done it, but generally speaking, I have tried to avoid the mixing of condiments. Oh my, even like on on this, like okay, seriously, on one sandwich, you've never been guilty. Of doing mustard and oh yeah mayo. no but there's a difference to me in like having like a like a like a like a blob, like a on, blob your, on, on your plate. plate of a mixture I I don't know why that's so bothersome. Oh my gosh, that's so Let's funny. go to the phone. Let's go to Sarah. Hi Sarah. Hello. Hi. What's your crazy uh, condiment confession? I'm cheering you on, Bradley. I feel the exact same way as you. Thank you. All right. So, like, for you, like, how far does it extend? Are we talking butter? Are we talking ketchup and mayo? Like, what's your, what's the thing that ooks you out the most? Well, I, I just like to control my sauces. So it's like, <laughs> even if, like, if we go to like a burger joint and the hamburger and the burger comes with ketchup and mayo, that's fine. But at home, none of that goes on. It's, it's pickle and tomato, salt and pepper. That's it. it it's pretty boring. But I, I love butter. Don't get me wrong. I love butter, but I can't eat it off the stick like that. So yeah. I'm, I'm I just, totally with you. I feel like, Sarah, right. thank you for Thanks, your call. Sarah. I think that Sarah, in her obituary, when she goes to the Great Beyond, it will say somewhere somewhere in there, she likes to control her sauces. Yeah. I Hey, look, I understand sauce control. You need to have control of your sauces. I am all for that. I don't... 100%. I am not... I don't understand it. I feel like, you know, I feel like it's a nice surprise if you get... <laughs> Like a new and interesting mix. I like a lot of sauce. Yeah. I'm a very saucy gal. Um, I like different kinds of sauce. I do oh, I get, lo- I mean, I, here's what I get grossed out more than anything about is yeah. when people use an unapproved sauce on a, a, a piece of food. Like what? For example, 
Uh, See, you have rules. Remember. You have condiment rules. No, it's more like how I uh, respond to other people's use. So, like, my brother-in-law loves to mix two dressings, and I can't remember which one it is. Probably I think French and blue cheese. Yeah, it is. That's and what I just everybody, think it's so yeah. gross. I'm like, ish. Okay, so you no, got you rules. Need to trust the, you need to trust the sauce. I That I'm not for. But maybe it's just because I've never gotten into that. Should we go to Nikki? Well, let's go to Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Hi. I've been scarred for life by my mother because she solely keeps the $8 billion salad dressing industry in business by herself. That woman has no control with salad dressing. How so? so? she'll make you a salad. Oh, I mean, it's like half the bottle. Oh, God. You see the green. It's just like this white, goopy mess of slime. And you're like, hi, thanks for the fresh vegetables out of the garden. I can't even taste them anymore. (laughs) Nikki, I totally really, I feel like that's like, it's like the 1980s come back with a vengeance, right? Because like we never met a vegetable we didn't want to slather in either sauce or butter or cheese. Or ketchup or anything. I mean, she's a ketchup on vegetables? Well, yeah, because she's a product of um, the Depression. Like, she grew up then. So I'm pretty sure when she got out on her own, it was like, let's buy everything and use tons of it. Right. Like, oh, we we have ketchup for days. (laughs) Thank you, Nikki. Put it on everything. We'll never starve. I will tell you, I used to have a Campbell's, I'm sure I still have it somewhere, a Campbell's cookbook, and they had a recipe for, like, uh, tomato soup cake. What-ish. Nope. Let's go to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? What's your condiment uh, confession, Sarah? Okay, yeah, I like to take a spoonful of mustard and then a spoonful of relish and mix them and eat it. Oh, God, why? Did you get lonely one night or bored or well, what happened? No, I don't really particularly care for hot dogs, but I love mustard and relish on hot dogs so i just have it without it oh my god when did you discover this as a child or what yeah i was was pretty young when i I, you know i grew up in new york so we had the hot dogs all the time and uh yeah i just realized okay do you, way better. I, I'm curious, Sarah, do you, because uh, I find this particular aspect of the whole condiment thing um, interesting. Do you do this alone or do you do this in front of people? I do it in front of people. I don't oh, care. I love okay. mustard. That's the New York in you, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. What do you say? We're weird in New York? No, I think you're just like, I'm, I, I, I am who I am. I am who I am. Yeah, I do no, what I, I do. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I exactly. really don't care. Somebody can look at me like, you. you're eating mustard. I'll be like, whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Let's go to Marcy. Hi, Marcy. Hi. What's your condiment confession? Well, first, um, I need to let you know that on the ends of bread, when you get it, we call it the butt. Yeah. The ends of the bread, where it's just the crust. Okay. So I enjoy making a peanut butter, butter, butt bread sandwich. So it's <laughs> peanut butter and butter, and it's the butt sandwich. Why is it the butts? Like, why is that special? Just because that's like what you do when you get to the end? No, it's just, it's, it's all that crust. It just tastes great with the peanut butter and the butter. I don't know why I do it, but, and it's fun to just say that it's a, peanut, peanut butter, 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 butt bread sandwich. I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Marcy. That's so good. I, and I, look, I will uh, do the, the um, butter and peanut butter, but it can't be on a non-toasted piece of bread. Oh my god! Like I could not do butter and peanut butter on a regular piece of bread. Really? Yeah, because then it's like... Oh, then I do you that taste... like a hot dog bun? Yes. Thank you. It, the doughier what? and like what? squishier the peanut bread. Peanut butter on a 
Yeah. Hot dog bun? Yes, because hot dog buns are so like squishy. Like they're just squishy and moist. Oh, you know what my favorite what? weird sandwich combo is? Now I'm moving over to sandwich combos. Yeah. But this just occurred to me and you'll find this to be totally disgusting. Ready? Yeah, I'm sure. A hamburger bun. Okay. Yeah. That's where it starts. Okay. A slice of American cheese, processed cheese food. Okay. A slather, a generous slather of mayonnaise. Okay. And red onions. Okay. Where's the meat? There isn't meat in that one. Why? Because it's my vegetarian sandwich. Okay. Well, one more reason to hate vegetarians. Doesn't that sound good? No. Oh my gosh. It's delicious. I don't hate vegetarians, by the way. Some of my best friends are vegetarians. You know vegetarians. Literally. I... Could I could eat that right now. If you gave me a platter of that sandwich, I would go to town. Yeah. I just feel like that's just like, that's like a drunken combo. Like, that's like you're in the kitchen, you have no food. Probably. And you're like, I'm going to make ketchup soup. I think it's probably college. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, in college, you learn how to eat the weirdest stuff. Like, I would eat... Um, I would just eat, uh, what is that called? Cottage cheese with lemon pepper on it. Just, like, spoon it in, man. Lowry's season salt on I do everything. Love Larry's. I do oh. love me some Larry's. See? Yeah. And then you just keep that flavor. Like you just love that. I also so like you celery salt. Do you like celery salt? No. Oh my God, I love it. Mm-mm. I grew up eating it though. So, anyway. uh, well, that's enough of that fun frivolity. When we come back, oof, we are going to get to some of the gross Kevin Spacey stuff coming up next on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. Yes, sachet away. Entertainment.